Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrayan.com. Now for today's segment. Hi, beautiful people. This is Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. I welcome you to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. I am so happy today to have with me Sue Thomas, the sugar-free coach. Don't we Hi. all need to know about how to zap it? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I'm really looking forward to chatting. Me too. I am so excited. You know, I get excited when we have guests. But it was something special about the sugar-free coach because, um, and I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm going to talk about other people that are in love with sugar, not me, preaching to the <laughs> choir, not, not me. So, you know, first of all, let's do a little housekeeping. So our quote today is, do something wonderful, people may imitate it. And that comes to us from Albert Swatcher. So, Sue. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I am so excited. What made you get into this field? A little bit of your background. And then we're going to have a conversation about how to zap sugar. Totally. Totally. Um, so I I had, I've been in the wellness industry for 20 years. I'm, I'm now a nutritional therapist, but I was then a personal trainer originally. And um, I had, back in 2007, I had a streptococcal knee infection, which basically is a bacterial infection in, in my knee. And I don't know why it happened in my knee, but it just did. And I ended up on 25 days of antibiotics, really high dose antibiotics. And if you fast forward four years from there, um, I was tired all the time. I was having to take a sleep in the afternoon. I was eating rubbish because I was trying to fuel myself to um, support my clients, to make sure that I was kind of there for them. I wasn't being present for my family. I was just, I was barely functioning, basically. I was just going through the motions every day. Um, my intestinal health was really out of whack. Everything, just nothing was working. And I just thought... I'm no longer walking the talk for my clients. I need to get things back under control again. So I created a program for myself that involved largely, large, well, it was, it was it's simple, easy steps that I could follow every day because I was busy. I had three children. I had a business to run and I needed, if I was going to get my health back on track, I needed to do something that I could contemplate doing. It couldn't be overwhelming. It needed to be really easy. So I started with some really simple steps one of which was to remove uh, the beige carbohydrate from my diet. Um, so like bread and pasta and all those kind of things. And to begin with, I was like, how am I going to find, where am I going to find my energy from for the afternoon for my clients if I'm not having my sandwich at lunchtime? But once I took that out of my diet and I realized just how much more energy I had through the course of the afternoon, my gut health improved as my energy levels improved. My hormones kind of came back into balance much better. And I just started to feel so much better. And I thought, you know what? There's so many women in the world. It took me about 18 months to get myself back to kind of full health again. But I just thought there's so many women in the world that for so long have been sold a myth around what's going to give them energy, what's going to help them manage their weight, what's going to help them kind of, you know, function on a day to day basis. 
there's been sold a myth around counting calories and all this kind of thing. And I just thought I need to turn what I've done for myself into a, a program that I go out and share with other women. And so I created uh, my seven day sugar free challenge, which is the kind of first dip in your toe in the water to um, remove, to start to remove sugar from your diet. And then from there, it moved on to a 21 day sugar circuit break and then a 12 week transformation program. And so now I run those programs and basically the program I created for myself, I turned that into a program that other women could learn from and understand how much sugar uh, and particularly sort of beige carbohydrate and white carbohydrate is impacting their energy and their hormone balance and their sleep and so many you know their their productivity on a day-to-day basis how just how much it's influencing that that level of productivity and now I take women through programs that help them to 90% remove sugar remove beige carbohydrate and empower them to live a full and energized life basically wow that is interesting now what are like your top three ways to eliminate sugar to eliminate sugar so so what we have to do and first of all is just to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about sugar so you've got a a kind of glucose spectrum it's the carbohydrate spectrum if you like and then you've so on one end you've got all your colorful veg fibrous veg like greens and reds and oranges so reds and oranges might be your starchy veg and that kind of thing and fruit and stuff and then you've got beige carbohydrate white carbohydrate so those are your sugars and your your kind of processed carbohydrates that for years we've been told are complex carbohydrates but actually they're just processed carbohydrates um And when we consume all the colourful end of of that spectrum, those help to keep our blood sugars really nicely balanced. They release really slowly into the system. Um, The body can access the glucose in those products, in in those substances, in a really kind of steady and easy way. They, they, They basically help to keep our insulin levels balanced. If we're consuming all our carbohydrate from the beige and the white like I was in terms of sandwiches and cereal and toast things that are quick and easy to to grab that causes um, our blood sugars to rise really quickly they are carbohydrates that are broken down in the body really quickly and there our carbohydrates rise quickly our glucose rises quickly in the system and the body then releases insulin to pick those sugars up and take them to the cells for energy production now where if we if we're not using any energy if we're sort of more sedentary maybe we're sitting at our desk and that kind of thing so we won't be using that that glucose that the insulin has picked up so that the insulin takes it to our liver and stores it as glycogen in our liver and that causes all sorts of issues because from a female perspective from a hormone balance point of view we need a really clean healthy working liver to kind of balance our our hormones but also um, those beige and white carbohydrates create substances in the body that start to essentially heat the body up. They speed up the aging process and they heat the body up. And what we want to do really is we want to get our insulin levels really well balanced, really nicely balanced. So we want to be trying to move towards that uh, colorful end of the spectrum. Now, most women, as I say, they're eating sub foods to just try and keep them going to give them some energy but what that does is it spikes their insulin really quickly and because it's spiked quickly it crashes just as quickly as the insulin takes the sugars to the to the liver to store and when it crashes that's when we then go the brain goes we need more glucose and so we reach for more sugar 
So we're on this kind of roller coaster throughout the course of the day of high blood sugar, low blood sugar, eating more glucose, high blood sugar. And so that's what causes part of the addiction. Some of our cravings are almost out of our control because we've got insulin spiking and troughing and spiking and troughing. So, so if, case, if we can go ahead, the, 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 that car craving comes from the fact that that sugar is already in your body, spiking your insulin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got this peak of insulin and trough of insulin, when you go into that trough there, that's when the brain says we need more glucose. And so your cravings will almost be to some extent out of your control. Yes, there is some physiological, uh, uh, psychological elements to it as well as the physiological. But for a lot of women, we're on a blood roller, sugar roller coaster and we don't even realize it. So our cravings and our need to eat something sweet are controlled by where our insulin levels are at any point in the day. So, you know, if you've eaten something for breakfast that's caused your insulin levels to spike and then they crash by half past 10, 11 o'clock, you'll be searching for something sugary. You'll be wanting to eat something sugary. Then they spike again. So by lunchtime, you're looking for something sugary again. You might eat the kind of the more processed foods because that gives you a kind of quick hit of what feels like a quick hit of glucose. And then you have another spike and then another trough, four o'clock slump, you'll reach for something sugary again. So a lot of our sugar addiction is, is caused to some extent by really the first thing that we eat in the morning because if the first thing that we eat in the morning spikes our blood sugars that leads us onto a blood sugar roller coaster throughout the rest of the day if the first thing we eat in the morning is is good for our blood sugars and keeps our blood sugars really well balanced then we can avoid that roller coaster and so we can start to avoid the cravings and the need to snack and one of the things my clients say to me once they start to understand the physiology around insulin and blood sugar balance they say I can't believe I don't need to snack I can't believe I'm getting from one meal to the next without needing to eat anything and that is because when your blood sugars are balanced you don't need you don't crave sugar you really don't um yes of course there is an element of psychology in there because because sugar when we eat it it, it gives us a, a a feel good factor we quite like it and we release a little bit of dopamine and that dopamine makes us feel good and we quite like it. So we start to associate sugar with comfort food and with kind of pleasure. And so we there is a psychological element in it as well. But if we can get if we can nail the physiological side of things in terms of getting our insulin balanced, the psychological thing starts to disappear without us even realizing it because we've not got these kind of subconscious cravings, if you like, because our insulin is balanced. And we're not peaking and troughing throughout the day. And that's the panacea. When we can get insulin balanced, we can really start to get on top of our cravings for sure. So what are some ways to balance your insulin naturally, holistically, without like big box pharmaceuticals? Yeah. So first thing in the morning, start the day with a good quality protein meal. Now, it doesn't have to be at breakfast necessarily. It must, but it just must be the first thing you eat because- Um. Protein doesn't have a very strong relationship with insulin. And first thing in the morning, our stomach is full of hydrochloric acid, which is designed to break down protein in a really steady way. It breaks down carbohydrate way too quickly. So it releases sugars into our bloodstream really quickly. So if we're having toast or cereal for breakfast, we'll have a huge rush of sugar into our bloodstream and a load of insulin that's picking up that that glucose 
and removing it from the bloodstream and usually taking it to the liver. If we have protein, protein is released really slowly. So if like, let's say perhaps you have two boiled eggs, for example, or scrambled eggs or an omelet, that releases sugars. It breaks down the, the hydrochloric acid, breaks down the protein much more slowly and will release um, the substances that can be converted into glucose into our bloodstream really slowly. So we don't have a huge spike of insulin. So mm. if the first thing you eat is protein based, you can then divert that. You can you can divert the path, if you like, the, the insulin, the potential insulin spike and the potential insulin crash. If you get your breakfast right, the first thing you eat, that will have a knock on effect to your choices through the rest of the day. And you can balance your blood sugars. You're not then being controlled by a, a peak and then a crash of insulin and a, and a craving for sugar. You're much, you're much able to make much better decisions around your food choices. And that usually doesn't have to involve sugar then. Okay, okay. So basically what you're saying is how you start your day be it for breakfast or brunch or whatever, how, what yep. you put in your yep. body at the start of the day basically determines whether or not you have these cravings, yep. um, these totally. cravings for sugar. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly it. If you get your first meal right, that can have a knock on effect. It can balance your blood sugars through the rest of the day. It usually takes between four to 10 days to get your blood sugars back under balance. So they, they might be doing this to start with. Yeah, yeah, gradually you reduce that curve. But if you can get through that stage and come out the other side, all of a sudden you find yourself not needing to snack between meals, not craving sugar, not even thinking about sugar because you're just thinking about foods that help to keep your blood sugars really well balanced. So you're in much more control then as well. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So what would be your suggestion as far as like a roadmap for our listeners? What would be your suggestion for a person wanting to basically, you know, break the sugar habit? Yeah, so I, I would say always start with protein, make sure the first thing you consume, like you say, whether it's breakfast, brunch, or, you know, it could be lunch, some people don't like to eat food before lunch, and that's absolutely fine. But make sure it's protein based. So that might be boiled eggs, as I said, omelette, could be smoked salmon, it could be with, you know, kind of spinach and avocado. Those are great ways to get really blood sugar balancing um, meals into you to start with. Then you want to be thinking about the order in which you eat your food as well. So when you have a meal, think about always eating the fibrous carbohydrate first, because they kind of almost create a sort of lining to the stomach. So it slows the release of everything else down. Then you consume your protein, then consume your beige and white carbohydrates like potatoes or rice or pasta or what have you. And that's a really good order to eat your food in to really help to balance your blood sugars. And then if you can, once you've eaten, move for about 10 minutes. And that then uses up the excess sugars that are in the bloodstream and it gets the mitochondria, the energy and um, powerhouses in our cells. It gets them working so the insulin can take the glucose into the cells for energy production so it uses up some of that glucose as well so think about protein-based breakfast the order in which you eat your food and then the a little bit of movement sometimes it's just just like walking up and down the stairs five times that can be enough to kind of yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's that movement that just uses up some of that excess um, glucose and then if you do need to snack Try and focus on snacking on more savory based snacks. So things like carrot sticks and hummus or, 
you know, carrot sticks and peanut butter or apple and peanut butter, but always make sure you've got a bit of protein in there because protein is a really nice slow release of sugars and it will help to just keep those blood sugars balanced. And for me, the focus is all about get your insulin under control. The insulin balance is the panacea. Once you get that under control, everything else falls into place. Your energy levels will improve. Your mental clarity will improve. Your productivity every day improves. Your sleep improves. Your hormone balance improves. And it's all linked to how steady your blood sugars are, how steady the insulin is in your in your system. If it's spiking and troughing and spiking and troughing, you're going to have all sorts of other issues like brain fog, menopause symptoms, poor sleep, you know, all of these things that we think is a normal in 21st century life. And they're really not. And they're only normal. We, they're only normal because our blood sugars are all over the place. If we can get our blood sugars balanced, what is normal is good sleep, is lots of energy, is mental clarity, is lots of productivity every day. And that all involves just getting your insulin really nicely balanced. Okay, that is interesting. Good information. So mm. you mentioned about that first one, the first meal having protein. So what about um, the java, the coffees that have, you know, sometimes people will either have like a protein drink. How do you feel about that? Or adding, what is it? Um, is it Y-W-H-E-Y protein? Um, uh, whey protein. Yeah. Is yeah. adding that into coffee? Uh, so, so really I would say... Yeah. So with a protein drink, absolutely fine. But you want to be thinking about more pea protein, more plant based protein than the than the dairy or the, the, the whey based protein. You get access. You, your body can access a lot more of the protein in a pea protein than it can in a whey protein, basically. So if you can be focusing on the um, like a pea protein, that's a great um, addition to maybe whizzing up some spinach and some pear and some carrot or something like that and kind of making a green smoothie and adding a bit of protein to it that makes a great breakfast I do that many days on the trot because it's it's an easy thing to do but it means that I'm getting good quality and protein into me um whey protein is quite disruptive to the intestine so I wouldn't necessarily go down that road I'd try and keep it to the more plant-based proteins but that's you know having a smoothie like that for breakfast if your time is pushed and you don't have enough time for breakfast and you think I'm either going to go to the coffee shop and buy a, a muffin and a coffee or I could take this this smoothie with me or this protein drink then to do the protein drink for sure because that will provide you with much more steady blood sugar balance through the rest of the day if you do the the muffin and the coffee that's going to send you spiking and troughing and you'll end up eating more than you realize because you're on a blood sugar roller coaster <laughs> That makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are someone who's got a sugar addiction, all you need to focus on, and this is what I did, first of all, was what am I eating for breakfast? What am I eating? What's the first thing I'm eating? If I can get that right, everything else for the rest of the day is going to fall into place. And we're all different. We all have different metabolisms. So what work might work for one person may not work for the next. But the key is to be able to go from your first meal of the day for four to four and a half hours without needing to snack and if you can do that then your blood sugars are starting to come into balance and what you ate at breakfast time worked for you if you're hungry within two to two and a half hours it didn't work for you it spiked your blood sugars and then they crashed and that's when you'll be on a craving throughout the course of the day okay okay that's yeah that makes a lot of sense so what are i would say some key takeaways from this 
Yeah. So the key takeaways are to always make sure that you're having protein for breakfast. Simple as that. Always to make sure that you're moving for 10 minutes after you've eaten. And if you do need to snack between meals, because sometimes we do, um, but if you do, make sure you're consuming more protein and kind of savory based snacks rather than fruit based snacks or sugary based snacks, because that's sugar is just going to cause your insulin to spike and trough. Um, so really just be thinking about is my breakfast keeping me full for four to four and a half hours? And if it is great, I'm going to consume more of that because that works for my body type. How much can I move after I've eaten, run up and down the stairs five times, go for a walk around the block, you know, whatever it is that um, means that you're going to move your body a little bit to use up some of that glucose. And then really think between meals, if I'm snacking, I need to focus on on more savory based snacks. The other top tip as well, which is great, and it's a real a nice hack is for whatever reason vinegar works really well to help keep your blood sugar balanced so some apple cider vinegar if you're going out for cake for example have a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in in some water and that will slow down the release of sugars from the cake so that's another little bonus tip that you could take away there that is something that um, I, I use quite often I would probably do it every day uh you know but I I try to kind of, you know, switch up sometimes. I was thinking when you were talking about the takeaways, um, I guess if a person were to get a good detox, <laughs> good detox and start with a clean canvas yeah, and then, start with, you know what I mean? And then just not a laxative, a good detox. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then basically, you know, start with a clean canvas and then um, that protein breakfast so they can regulate, you know, their blood sugars and, and insulin intake or deficiency or what have you. So with that, how long do you think it would take if a person were to basically start with a clean canvas? Because I think a lot of times it may be really hard to kind of start in the middle, but you should start somewhere, you know? Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes if someone's doing a cleanse, it can be a little bit overwhelming for the body. So where I would start is with the, some of those simple changes like the the, the changing, changing up your breakfast, making sure you're drinking more water, those kind of things. First of all, maybe do that for 10 days, two weeks, then do a really good cleanse of the system. So that cleansing, cleansing your liver and cleansing your intestine, getting everything working better internally and reducing inflammation. Everybody does cleanses differently. You know, every, we've all got different ways of doing that. And then once you've done that, another kind of 10 days, sometimes three weeks of kind of really gently cleansing the liver and the intestine and getting everything working again. By the time you come out the other end of that, sugar cravings will be a thing of the past. They really will. And then you can just keep on building on it, keep on improving energy, keep on improving sleep, keep on balancing your hormones and just really empower yourself to continue to make better choices that nourish the body and, and give you energy. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, the busy woman's question of the day. How do you, with all that you do and the, the magnificent information that you give with your business, how do you find balance? What are your, your secrets or your things that you do to find balance? <laughs> so I will honestly say I'm only 90% sugar free. I'm not 100% sugar free. I do enjoy every now and again, a piece of cake or what have you. So I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact that I do consume a little bit of sugar, um, but, but it's okay. And I understand that I will never consume sugar on an empty stomach. I always have it as part of a kind of right, meal. If right. you like. it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Day up. yeah. <laughs> but for me, 
there's some key things that I need to do each day. I need to work out each day because that gives me the serotonin hit, the, the, do, the dopamine hit that, that sugar would give for some people. So I need to work out every day and I need to know that I am nourishing my body with every meal. I can't bear it if I can't make choices that are colorful. I have to, to I have to have colorful food on my plate, basically. So, you know, if I'm going out to eat, I'll always look at the menu beforehand and go, where's the, all the colorful food that I'm going to choose kind of thing. So just... It's about just being, I'm, I think I'm quite organized person. I, I prep in advance. I know what I'm going to be consuming. So I might have made a whole batch of soup on a Sunday so that I've got lunches and things in, in the house when I'm uh, busy and I don't need to think about it. Or I've always got cherry tomatoes, things that I can easily qu- quickly grab and eat. I don't need to kind of create special meals or anything like that. Um, I will always have a smoothie at some point during the day because, like you said, it's dead easy. And I know that it's a good way and I can prepare that the night before. I know it's a good way of getting um, some good nutrition into me without even needing to think about it. I can be talking to clients and drinking my smoothie and no one would even know kind of thing. So, you know, there's some really simple things that you can do to mean a lot of people say to me, I don't have time to cook or I don't have time to eat healthily. But actually you do when you start to nourish your body because you're nourishing your body it sort of almost buys you back more time and so you do have that time to to make good meals and all that kind of thing as well so I'll always batch cook I'll always use smoothies (laughs) and I'll always make sure I've got color on my plate those are my kind of key things that I will always do that's wonderful that is good news I have enjoyed this so much thank you thank you thank you and we'll be in touch again for part two yeah to come back so in closing, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, so they can go to my website, thesugarfreecoach.com. And uh, there's a way to book a, a call with me on there, or you can sign up for my Truth About Sugar ebook. I've also, I'm also on Instagram as Sue Thomas underscore the Sugar Free Coach and on Facebook, Sue Thomas the Sugar Free Coach. So if you put in the Sugar Free Coach, you'll pretty much be able to find me. Awesome. That is awesome. I appreciate you so much. I thank you for coming on with me today. This has been so insightful and impactful. Um, There's a lot of things going on, you know, with the the body of the woman. So to know how to zap one of those major factors is Mm -hmm. a plus. I appreciate you and I look forward to part two. We're going to have you back for part two of the show. Thank you so much, Cindy. Really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. (laughs) Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.